Good morning, family, and welcome to another Christ Encounter Ministries um, preaching a service that we recorded for you guys. And uh, family, this message, I truly believe that is uh, that's going to bless you in such an immense way. And family, I do hope and believe that you have your hearts prepared this morning. I pray that you will open up your ears to what the Spirit of God wants to tell and share with you today. Because family, the Word is, is not just secrets. It's, it's the Word of God and it's the love of God which He wants to share with us every single day of our lives. And family, as we go into this message, I pray that when you hear the words, I pray that it, it will take root in your heart, family. And I pray that the, the devil will not be able to steal the word from, from this morning. And uh, family, I just want you to just close your eyes where you sit. And I just want to pray for us. And uh, then we're going to get this started. Father, thank you for the immense privilege that I have to just share your word, Father, with your children. Father, we are in a time where we desperately need a hope. We desperately need your love. We desperately need something that we can hold on to, Father. And we call it your spirit. We call it your word, Father. And I pray that your word will take root in every person that is listening or going to listen to this message. I pray that your, your word will take root in their hearts, Father, and that they will be and will become the light bearers of your, of your gospel, Father, because that's why we are here. Thank you for everything that you do for us. Thank you that you have given us the ability to serve you. Father, and thank you that you build your church, Father, in such an immense way that we cannot even think about. Father, I pray that we, as we go through this message, I pray that you will share secrets with your children. I pray that you will speak to them directly, right into the core of who they are. Father, thank you for all your many blessings that you have given us. I pray that you will lead me. I pray that your Holy Spirit will lead me through this message, Father. And I pray that you will speak in and through me to your children. Amen. Amen. All right, family. So today's message is called the spirit of this world. And we can read in 2 Corinthians 2 verse 12 in the NIV. Is, what we have received is not the spirit of the world. But the spirit who is from God. Now family, there are, there are two kingdoms that are constantly at work in the world today. And that is the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of darkness is the kingdom that is ruled by Satan and his demons. And this represents the spirit of this world. And the kingdom of light family, that is Jesus Christ and the church of believers. The Bible says that Satan is the God of this world and he's also controlling the minds of unbelievers. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. And he has only one purpose, family, and we can read it in John 10 verse 10. His purpose is to, to steal, kill, and destroy. However, 
the scripture says that Jesus has come to bring. We read further in John 10 verse 10. It's, it says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. And family, that says, God says that I want you to have life to the full till it overflows. So family, if we look at the world and how it's full of destruction, we can clearly see that Satan and his demons are very much in, in control. And in Genesis, we see the, the creation of this world and God's original plan for all mankind. And throughout Scripture, we can see how God proclaims His creation as good. In Genesis 1 verse 4, Genesis 1 verse 10, 12, 18, 21 and 25. And then when everything was created, in verse 31, he said it was very good. And then finally, when everything was finished, family, he says it was very good. So what happened? How could this perfect creation and all that was good get so messed up? How could it is so good be transformed into so very bad. And an obvious place to start family would be Satan or who he was originally known as Lucifer. Since he is the responsible one for all the killing, for all the stealing and all the destroying as we see and read in John 10 verse 10. And the one responsible for the corruption of heaven of Eden, the world, and all mankind. Family, that is all the works of Satan. And we read in Ezekiel 28, and here we can see this, this description of, of who God actually made Satan to be. He says, you were the zeal of perfection, or the seal of perfection rather, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. We read in Verse 13, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adored you. Carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onyx, jasper, lapis, lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub. For so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Till wickedness was found in you. Family, I think that's such a powerful scripture. And this scripture talks about an extremely powerful being that God was created. Or what, that God created. And this, this uh, being was a seal of perfection. Satan was seen as a seal of perfection. And he was created by God. He was even known as the shining one. Or it means the shining one. Or morning star. Ordained specifically by God for a very special purpose in serving him. But yet now, family, Satan is known as... It's absolute evil. And he's an enemy of God and of all mankind. How could evil enter someone that was so perfect? 
even living in the presence of God. What could have been so powerful and so deceptive that could have infiltrated the most perfect being and infected someone with such incredible purpose and responsibility. Family, let's see what happens in the Word. And let's see if we can, if we can place what this wickedness was. The beginning of all evil that was found in Satan. We're going to read in Isaiah 14 verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mountain of the congregation. On the furthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Do you notice the amount of eyes in that scripture? Verse 17 of Ezekiel 28 sums it up. It says, your heart became proud. Wow. So it was pride that infected the heaven and one of God's most trusted archangels. Can we all agree we should consider that this word and this attribute called pride should be something we should look at more carefully? Could this possibly be a deception because nobody really thinks pride is dangerous? But if it is a region of but if it is the origin of all evil family and we see it as something normal, then I guess we are already deceived. Pride is extremely deceptive, family. We need to understand it. It is extremely deceptive. Lucifer, a created being who was serving God Almighty, got deceived. And family, Lucifer was living in heaven he was with God he was near to God and if he thought that he could overthrow God that's just dumb family but he was completely convinced that he could he thought he was 100% right about the matter but he was absolutely 100% wrong family that is that is deception and if you are deceived you will never know it unless the truth of the word, of, which is the word of God, reveals the counterfeit truth, which is the deception. And if we can be set free, and that is exactly what we are doing today, the Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 12, the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges your thoughts family and attributes of the heart isn't that amazing family 2 timothy 2 verse 26 he must correct these opponents with courtesy and gentleness in the hope that god may grant that they will repent and come to knowing the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape out of the snare of the enemy and that's what we are doing today, family. We are cutting deep. We are performing a, a surgery, a, a spiritual surgery, family. 
identifying the snares so that we can avoid them and removing the tumors of sin. It's never nice, family, but it's necessary. Family, we know a lot of people that, that needs this. We, need, we know of a lot of people that needs this reconciliation with God, that needs this surgery, family, because pride is rebellious. It caused a rebellion in heaven and continues to do the same here on earth. And in 1 Samuel 15 verse 23, he describes it. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and arrogance like the evil of idol worshipping. Why? Family because pride is the spirit of Lucifer. And his followers engage in witchcraft. And they are arrogant, and they are arrogance and an attribute. It's an attribute of pride. God was the creator of all things, and Lucifer created nothing and was appointed to serve God, but yet Lucifer rebelled against God's authority and wanted to rule over what was never his, never established by him, never his to begin with. And I've seen the same spirit family corrupt good people over and over in life. And unfortunately, it happens in ministry as well. The spirit of Lucifer, the spirit of this world, is, it is extremely infectious. Not only did it infect Lucifer, but it infected a third of the holy angels. Just think about that family. Even in holy heaven was this pride able to corrupt not only Lucifer, but a third of the angels' family, how much more in our lives, in our church. Family carriers of the spirit of Lucifer or, or pride will, will always talk to peop, other people, spreading their doctrine of pride. Always having something to say about those in authority and, and just other people in general. And eventually family, it... It is infecting them and causing good people to fall, which, which has very serious consequences. Jesus said in Luke 17 verse 2, It would be better that a milestone tied around your neck and thrown into the sea than causing others to stumble and sin. Family, let's look at, let's look at the kingdom of God now. And the example of humility displayed by Jesus Christ, who is our example of how we should live and conduct ourselves here on earth. Family, Jesus Christ in all His power knew that He was almighty, but He never tried to bring any attention to Himself. Whenever He was noticed for anything, then He would always direct the attention to God. He was in complete submission to God and in humility. John 5 verse 30, I can do nothing by myself. I speak only as I hear. I do not speak my own will, but the will of Him who sent me. Can you see the, the comparison between humility and pride? When you compare the scripture with Isaiah 14 verse 12, when Lucifer was, was exalting himself, it's a complete different use of I. Jesus is the example of humility and submission to authority and will always draw attention to God. 
But pride family will always be self-promoting. Jesus, the Son of God, again showed humility and set an example to all in John 13 verse 1. The scripture tells us of how Jesus Christ took off his robe, probably stripped down naked and put a towel around his waist and proceeded to do only what the lowest of servants of that time were to do. And family, that was to wash the feet of those walking on dusty roads wearing sandals. And he washed all of the feet of his disciples. Family, what a remarkable example of humility and caring and caring for others fam. not trying to show how awesome he is but rather by showing love and the importance of being humble being being a humble person and setting the example that we are to follow and in mark 9 verse 34 family the disciples of jesus were arguing amongst amongst each other who was the greatest and then jesus who knew of of this supernaturally called them and told them the following in verse 35 for anyone to be first he must be last and a servant jesus was saying for anyone to be raised up family they need to be in submission first to authority and to god to lead with excellence family you need to serve with excellence because Romans 13 verse 1 says everyone must submit to authority because there is no authority except which is from God. The authorities that exist have been appointed from God. So ultimately when we submit to authority family we are submitting to God's instituted authority. And when we rebel against authority family we are rebelling against God's instituted authority family effectively effectively rebelling against God if you cannot submit to the earthly authorities family then you cannot submit to God's authority the scripture says in in 1 John uh, 4 verse 20 I love God but hates his brother or sister that person is a liar family if we say we love god but hate the brother or sister we are a liar we cannot use this the same principle in the following way anyone who says i submit to god but does not submit to his brother or sister in authority that person is a liar for if we cannot submit to someone we can see how can we submit to someone we cannot see Family, God detests pride. You are only a few scriptures. Proverbs 8 verse 13. I hate pride and arrogance. Proverbs 12 verse 2. When the pride comes, then comes disgrace. Proverbs 16 verse 5. The Lord detests the proud. James 4 verse 6. God opposes the proud. Psalm 75 verse 6. The word says it is God who judges. James 4 verse 6. God opposes the proud and exalts the humble. So let us judge ourselves and our family before God does. How do we live and, and represent Him? Which kingdom is apparent? Light or darkness? Spirit of Jesus or the spirit of Lucifer? John 3 verse 30 says, He must become greater 
and I must become less. Family, when we look at our lives now, what are we displaying? Displaying? Is it I, 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 or is it him, him, him? Family pride always wants to bring attention to their personal trinity I. Me and myself. Humility always wants to bring attention to the Holy Trinity. The Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Pride always tries to get, to, to exert control, to, to get in the last word, show they know best. Humility doesn't need to prove anything and is grateful for the authority given by God. Pride sees themselves better than others and is therefore very critical of other people. And family humility sees everything as a precious child of God. And considers everyone better than them. Pride says, who do they think they are? Humility says, I know who I am in Christ. Pride says, I will show them. Humility says, Lord, I forgive them. Pride says, look at me. I am important. Humility says, I hope they see Jesus in me and not me. Now you might be thinking, What's the big deal with pride anyways? Why would this be such an issue with God? But if we look at, at this all in perspective, family, and as we, we, we went through this teaching, we, we can understand why God takes pride and submission so very seriously. Because it was pride and rebellion that caused the destruction of everything that He holds dear. In fact, the kingdom of God functions according to authority and submission to, author and submission to authority. And if you cannot be humble and submit to authority, family, then you will never truly experience the blessings of God in your life. Do you really think that what God went through with one of His most trusted archangels, Lucifer, described as the seal of perfection, that He would bless someone who has even the faintest of attributes of what caused all this destruction. If you cannot function in submission with, with the little that we have, then wealth and riches, which is ultimately God's desire for us, would do nothing more but amplify the pride we have even more and cause our quick destruction. And family, the Bible gives us a good instruction on how to avoid pride. Philippians 2 verse 3. Do nothing out of self-ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility think of all others better than you. So the minute you try to exalt yourself above others family, you are entering into pride. And to avoid pride family, we should always consider everyone better than us. We should never ever speak down on anyone. We should never degrade someone to assert our authority. And never ever criticize others and, and never forget that, that we represent Jesus Christ. And we will have to give an account for our lives. Luke 18 verse 9, Jesus shares a parable as an example of, of how we should live. Jesus told Jesus told this story to, to some people who were sure they were right with God. They were proud and looked down on, on everyone else. 
He said to them, two men went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm no, not like other people, he said. I'm not like robbers or those who do other evil things. I'm not like those who commit adultery. I'm not even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give a tenth of all I get. You see, he was proud and thought he was the, the hot shot and he was on track. But the tax collector stood farther away than the Pharisee. He would not even look up to him. And he brought his hand to his heart and prayed. He said, God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner. Family, I tell you in verse 14, it says the tax collector went home accepted by God, but not the Pharisee. All those who lift themselves up will be made humble. And those who make themselves humble will be lifted up by God. Pride is very self-righteous. And there is little hope for the prideful person to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? Because 2 Corinthians 7 verse 10 says, God says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation. But if you have the attitude that you are right and, and you are fine and nobody should tell you what to do, then how can you repent? Our hard attitude should be the same as, as that tax collector family. Keeping ourselves completely humble before our King. We should be consistently watchful, daily judging ourselves. And we should never be arrogant to think that it will never happen to us. And take lessons from the fact that if Lucifer, the archangel of God, in direct service to, to him, be could be corrupted by pride, then so can we, family. To think that it will never happen to you means that it has already, and it is in, and you are in its grip. And family, we need to repent if we are, if we, if we are prideful. Family, we need to make sure that we, we are ready to repent and and be humble before God the same way as the tax collector was. And family, the moment we, we, we get to fall onto our knees and we get to humble ourselves before God and realizing and, and knowing that, that God is, is our God and He's our King and our Savior family, it is, it, it's really easy then to get into a place of repentance. So family, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer of repentance with me. And you can just close your eyes, family. Just for the second, think of so many things that you need to ask God of forgiveness for. And family, just repent. Repent before your Lord. And you can just close your eyes. Lord Jesus, I ask you to please forgive me for pride. And to please forgive me for the rebellion. I ask you to remove every foothold that the enemy has gained because of my pride and rebellion right now. As you wash me with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I take authority over every spirit of pride and rebellion and every other spirit 
associated with Him. And I declare that I am a child of the Most High God. Amen. And I have commanded you to leave me now in the name of Jesus. Now be extremely diligent. Family, don't be outwitted by the enemy. Don't think pride will never catch you because that is pride already. Be aware always. Look for the signs and as soon as they come up, family, repent and cast that spirit away. Do your best to serve as much as possible. Do your best to submit to authority. Not for their sake, but for yours. And to show yourself worthy and trustworthy to Jesus. Family, our hope is in Jesus. And if we submit to Him, if we can surrender all that we are to Jesus Christ, family, He will build us up. He will come to give us life, a life to the full, till it overflows. Family, and that's the promise. That's the hope that, that, that we can take today after repenting, after repenting of of being prideful, after repenting of, of degrading other people, of not living to the standard of what God wants us to live by. And family, this is, this is not a message of, of condemnation, family. This is a message of conviction. God wants you to see that He loves you and He wants these promises just for you. And family... When we get to surrender to God, we get to have that promises in our life. And family, when we, we surrender to God and we repent, He is with us. It, it's like me talking to you right now. Family, you can feel Him. His, His presence is tangible, family. But if we are prideful, if we are, if we are not submitted to God and to His Word, family, we are, being, we are being cut off like a branch. If we, it says in the word that branches, they are cut off if they are not bearing fruit. But family, we need to stay connected to the vine. And family, humble ourselves as, as just a, a bearer of good news, as a light bearer of God. So family, I hope that this message really blessed you in such an immense way. I hope that this message will take you further with your relationship with God. I pray that this message will bring hope into you and your family. And family, I pray that this message will reach many ears. And I pray that this message will make people see who our God is. Family, we love you guys. We get to see you almost next Sunday. And family, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.